Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 4 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes in defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 10 is entitled, The Stories of the New Testament, Matthew Chapter 1. If you have been following the podcast, you will note that they are published five days a week, Monday through Friday. The podcasts have been taken from four books entitled, In Defense of Christianity, particularly from the end notes. The common theme of the podcast is liberty, divided into free will, agency, freedom, and liberty. I focus on the four laws of liberty defined by James. 1. The law of liberty, which encompasses the Ten Commandments. 2. The perfect law of liberty, which encompasses all the teachings of Christ. 3. The law of equality, based upon the principle that God is no respecter of persons. 4. The Royal Law, based upon the two great commandments, Love the Lord and love thy neighbor. In addition to the volumes mentioned above, inspired by the Holy Bible, on Monday of each week, Linda and I focus on the writings of world's literary figures who embody the virtues of Christ in their poems, plays, stories, or novels. Not all are Christian writers by faith, but all embody the teachings of Christ in their philosophy. Virtues are universal to mankind. I am presently focusing on John Milton's Paradise Lost. We are on book 10. There are 12 books in Paradise Lost. The previous books are available in the library. The series is entitled Poet's Corner. Following Milton, I shall continue Poet's Corner, focusing on other great writers. This podcast introduces a new series that will be published each Friday entitled Stories of the New Testament, beginning with Matthew. I'm looking forward to taking a journey through the New Testament and hope that you will take the journey with us. Linda and I are not scholars and don't pretend to be. We are not ordained ministers. We pretend to no qualifications but love of what we are doing. We have both had very long academic careers with various college degrees of sorts, but nothing that gives us authority. In my academic career, I focused on literature. Linda focused on education. I have been a serious student of logic for many, many years. My personal interests were language, logic, literature, science, and religion but I have been eclectic in my reading and pretend to no expertise in anything. I offer a lifetime of disorganized study, experience, and critical thinking. I am in my 80s, Linda in her 70s. Our combined families equal 13 children, 43 grandchildren, and 5 great-grandchildren, and growing. We both share a love for life, for family, for this country, for liberty, and most of all, for God. We are interested in many things and perfect in nothing. We are fully aware of the superiority of those who download these podcasts and are counting on the fact that you will employ your own genius in extracting and keeping what is good and discarding that which to you appears to be an error. As professional educators, Lynn and I both know that learning only occurs when two opposing forces come together and spark a new idea. We hope to generate that spark. This is the first podcast in the new series, The Stories of the New Testament, which by design, unless something interferes, will appear in the Friday podcast. Linda, who has taken on the role of reader, is far more than just a reader. 
Her voice is everywhere. I call her my little electron. <laughs> she seems to appear in two places at once, with no perceptive path in between. She keeps things moving. Without her, these podcasts would not be possible. When I need a Bible reference, I ask Linda. She has hundreds of scriptures memorized. When we go on our long walk, it is like walking with the Bible. We shall begin with chapter 1 of Matthew. Matthew 1, 1-2 through two. The book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begat Isaac, and Isaac begat Jacob, and Jacob begat Judas and his brethren. The uniqueness of Matthew's opening chapters is that they focus primarily on Joseph, the husband of Mary. When we get to the end of the genealogical line, we are surprised to find that it is the genealogy of Joseph and not Mary. And Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. Joseph is the hero of the story. Had the lineage of kings continued, Joseph would have been king of Israel. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when, as his mother Mary was his spouse to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. Joseph had to have been a man of great character, great compassion, and great faith. Given that culture at that time, Mary could have been stoned. His first thought, even before Gabriel came to him, was to protect Mary's reputation. Matthew one twenty through 20-21 But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Have you ever wondered what thoughts must have run through Joseph's mind? Who was the father? How could Mary do such a thing? But it is clear that those were not his thoughts. There is great doubt, but no appearance of anger or jealousy, which would have been very natural. If you examine the wording above, you get the impression that he was perhaps asking the same thing that others were asking, though his question is far more personal. Many people were wondering when Christ would come. All the prophecies pointed to this period of time. Even wise men of the East followed the star. Perhaps Joseph wondered even before the angel if Mary was the mother of Jesus. You know she would have told him what the angel told her. When the angel came in his dreams, it was to calm his fears. Fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, said the angel, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. That clearly confirmed what Mary would have told him. One gets the impression that Joseph is a man of great faith who was looking forward to the coming of Christ. Joseph now joins Mary, Elizabeth, the wise men, the shepherds, Anna, and Simeon as some of the few personal witnesses of Christ. Joseph is told by the angel that Christ will save his people from their sins. Notice the difference between save his people from their sins and save his people in their sins. A preposition makes a huge difference in meaning. People are not saved in their sins, for that is open rebellion against Christ. Through repentance and the grace of Christ, people are only saved from their sins. In other words, they have put their sins behind them, and repentance, of course, is an ongoing process. The family of Jesus became very important in the story. 
Don't you know that they were taught not only by the example of Jesus, the older brother, but also by the testimonies of Mary and Joseph? Joseph immediately takes on the role of protector. We now get some of the titles of Christ. Matthew 1, 22 through 23. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. We learn a lot about Christ from his titles, which number in the hundreds. Few are more beautiful than the title Emmanuel, for it makes Christ so personal. It means that God is with us. Us is inclusive to all those who accept him in their hearts. Joseph illustrates his humility and obedience. He immediately does as God commands. Matthew 1, 24. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife. Joseph also demonstrates his love and patience and unselfishness. Even though he is newly married, he forgoes his own rights to the marriage bed and shows the total faith in the virgin birth. Matthew 1.25 And knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Join us next week as we continue with Matthew chapter 2. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.